Hello and welcome back to Inside the Writer's Cafe. I'm Cheryl Nason. Our show always features not only the hottest authors, but we also introduce you to exciting new authors who talk about themselves as well as their latest work. Writing this book has first and foremost helped me as an individual. It helped me to discover my strengths and my weaknesses, my successes, my failures. It has helped me to discover as a unique person amongst the billions of God's creations that my life experiences can help others also to discover His love for us. Gabriel Sosu. Stay tuned to hear about this priest and missionary's incredible journey. Joining me is Gabriel Sosu. He's here with me today to talk about his book, Called Into the Wilderness. Welcome, Gabriel. Thank you. You know, you and I have have chatted a bit in the past, and I know that yep. you're a very interesting young man. Would you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and your background? Right. I was born in Accra, Ghana, in Africa. At, and at the age of 22, 22, 23, I decided to become a missionary because of the American missionaries I saw in my country, the European missionaries I saw working among my people. They inspired me. When I decided I'll be a missionary priest, I consulted my bishop, and he advised me. Which group do you like to join? I said, the Divine Word Missionaries. Straight away, he wrote a short letter and sent me to the provincial. Eventually, I was admitted and sent to the seminary to study for the priesthood. For 10 years, I was with the Divine Word Missionaries. In 1986, eventually, I was ordained as a priest in the order of the Divine Word Missionaries. Two months after my ordination, I was sent to Zimbabwe as a missionary to that country. I have been there up to date. Whatever you come across in my book is my personal experience in that country as a missionary. My ups and downs, good days, bad days, joyful days, non-joyful days, I try to put everything down. And I titled the book, Called Into the Wilderness. Why? I was born and bred in the city of Accra. Stayed after the stage, the stage where I went to the seminary. Here I go to the Zimbabwe. I was sent to the hinterland, the forest. No city, no town. Wow. I've been in the villages all this while. Coming across wild animals. That is why I called my book, called Into the Wilderness. That said, working in the villages, working in the bush, working in the hinterland, 
it is my pleasure to say as a missionary, I am really tracing the steps of those who inspired me. Those who came to Africa, I always consider myself said, look at these expatriates. They come from America, they come from Europe, better and well-developed country, countries, and they leave their homes. They come to Africa to be with us, telling us about the word of God. At that stage in my life, I never saw a black priest. I never saw a black missionary. And that was the question that was, I was struggling to answer myself. Why no black priest? Why no black missionaries? That inspired me. And I'm happy, eventually, I was sent out of my country to become a missionary. And sure, that's my story. And I'm still on as a missionary in Zimbabwe. Gabriel, it sounds like you've had quite an adventurous life. Is this what you saw yourself doing when you were young? Well, I just wanted to be a missionary. That would be adventurous as it is now. It was a dream. I never thought of that. Just wanted to serve the people of God, study the Bible, study the, the scriptures, and tell the people about God. And you know what? Interesting thing about me in my village is people come to me for various helps. In the middle of the night, the woman is laboring. They come to me, knocking at my door, Father, could you take her to the hospital? I never ask a question. I dressed up, and I carry this woman to the hospital. Whether she is a Christian or not, goes to church or never goes to church, is secondary to me. I just say to myself, I want to show them the love of God. And a soul is a soul, right? Yeah. I remember an occasion. I went to a village. He said, Father, come, come. There's a woman who is sick here. Take her to the hospital. I said, okay. Put her at the back of the pickup truck. I start driving. About 10 kilometers down the journey, they started knocking on the back of the pickup. Father, stop. Father, stop. Father, stop. I stopped the pickup truck. And I thought they would tell me something. For two or three minutes, one lady came to me in the front. Father, do you have a string in your car? I said, a string? <laughs> Not really, but I have something like a string. One of our garments, we call it Amis. It has got two strings on both sides. I tore one of the, those strings and gave it to her. She went into the truck again. Few seconds, she came back again. Do you have a knife for a razor blade in your truck? Oh. I said, oh, goodness. I keep all razor blades in the glove compartment to cut my fingernails sometimes when I'm stranded. So I took one razor blade and gave it to her. She went to the back of the pickup truck again. I was just wondering, what are these women doing in the truck? <laughs> With string and my razor blades. I tell you, and a few seconds later, what did I hear? A baby cry. <laughs> wow, 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 what? I said, my goodness me, is this woman I carried laboring? They delivered a baby in the truck. Oh, Gabriel. So now I, I got down and I asked them, 
What do you want me to do now? They say, Father, please take us home. This woman was laboring the whole day. I got to the village in the evening around half past six or seven. They said the whole day this woman was laboring. That's why we asked you to take her to the, to the hospital. But they never explained to me that she is in labor. I thought I was just carrying an ordinary patient. But thanks be to God, a soul was saved. That was my joy. So I made a U-turn in the middle of the bush, drove them back to the village. They asked me, Father, what should we give you? I said, just take the baby and the mother and go to the house. Was the baby a boy or a girl? I was going to open the t- Pardon? Was the baby a boy or a girl? It's a boy. And do you know how they call the boy? What? In the local language, they call him a priest. I love it, Gabriel. Unfundis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a wonderful story. And the baby was perfectly healthy? The baby was perfectly healthy. And do you know, I left them, I went away. I forgot about that incident. Three months along the line, I went to that village for a service. At the end of the service, the leader of the community gets up. He said, today we have good news for Father Gabriel. And what is that good news? They brought that baby boy into the chapel. The mother brought a cocker to come and thank me. Oh. They brought the baby and showed it to the car. They said, this boy was giving birth to in the truck of Father Gabriel. <laughs> it was hilarious. Everybody started laughing, clapping their hands. Baby body for the Gabriel's car. I nearly broke down into tears of joy, but I have to hold myself hard. I went and held the baby and kissed the baby. I said, Thanks be to God, and gave the baby back to the mother. Gabriel, that's a Hello. wonderful story. That has to be one of the wonderful things about what you do is that sometimes. Yeah you witness unexpected, joyful events. That's right. But I know that there's another side to your job as well. Sometimes it's not yeah. joyful. That's right. I'll tell you another side which is not joyful. Please. Very close, very close to this event. I went to another village one time. After the service, the leader of the community told me, Father, one of our members is very sick. Could you please come and pray for him? Wholeheartedly, I said. So after I finished with the rest of the community, I took five, six elders. We drove to the village where this man is. I got done. We went in. When we got into his heart, when he saw me, he said, Father Gabriel, I am in terrible pain. Can you take me to the hospital? Can you believe the hospital is about 80 kilometers? That's about 50 miles away. I said, okay, no problem. Let me finish the prayers. I'll take you to the hospital. So I finished the prayers. We took a mattress, put it in the truck. We took the parents, came. But he said he cannot lie down. So I said, okay. I will manage you into the cabin 
to be with me. So that's what I did. I held him up slowly, put him in front of the truck, took the seatbelt to tighten him. And the wife and the firstborn son got at the back of the truck. Off we go, making this journey to the hospital. Few kilometers, I put it. I said, old man, are you okay? He said, hey, my son, I'm in pain. Let's go. We continue. Old man, are you okay? He said, my son, I'm in pain. Let's go. About 20 to 25 kilometers into the journey, I prodded him again. Old man, are you okay? Silent. Oh, no. Old man, are you okay? Silent. Slowly, his head was coming over my shoulder. Slowly, his head rested on my shoulder. Oh. Old man, are you okay? Silent. Then I realized something is wrong. I stopped the truck, came out from my side, came to the passenger side, and held the two shoulders of the man and shook him strong and said, old man, old man. The spirit was gone out of this old man. Oh, Gabriel. I couldn't help it. I broke down. Then I turned to the wife and the son at the back of the truck. I said, I think we have to go back home. And the wife yelled, what's wrong, father? I said, there's no need crying. The spirit has left the old man. We just have to go home. He said, no, that cannot be. I said, look, we are in the deep forest here. There are wild animals around. Just keep calm. I'll turn the truck and go back home. There's no, new, you, there's no use going back to the hospital. I came back to the truck. And I took our mask. You know, we Catholic when we are saying mask or having say we have a, a, a briefcase mm -hmm. with uh, all the vestments and the whatever we use. We put them inside. I took that briefcase, put it under the armpit of the old man. And as I sat behind the steering wheel, the briefcase was between the old man and myself. And I was driving slowly, slowly, but his head kept coming onto my shoulder. At the point, I said. Let him rest on my shoulder. I pick up courage. No fears, nothing anymore. I draw, but if I hit a pothole or I go off the road a bit, something was in me was saying, drive slowly. The woman said, take it easy, drive slowly, take it easy. But my heart was broken. My eyes were full of tears. Oh, I came to the house. I'm telling you, I came to the house. This man has got about 15 to 16 grandchildren in the house. Oh, wow. All the children want to know what has happened. And father has come back so soon with their grandfather. You know, in our custom, we don't allow children to see a dead body. Oh, dear. This woman is dead now. The children are anxious to see what has happened. I didn't want them to see the old man. I drove the car slowly to the door to his room. And I just scooped him with my two hands into his room, put him on his bed, took two blankets and covered him. I was holding myself hard not to break down. I came back in the truck, told the wife, I am going to inform the leader of the community what has happened. 
I drove slowly, my heart bleeding with pain and agony. I went to the community leader's home and said, look, I tried my best, but God had other plans for the old man. Halfway into our journey, he gave up the spirit. What else could I do? I drove them back home. And I went home. That night, I couldn't sleep. Those are part of the sad stories. Well, what can you do? That's the way that life is, right? It comes and it goes. That's right. And it goes. And I took consolation in, in, in that baby who was born in the truck. Yes. And when this one went, I said, well, it comes me to God. Yes. Yes. And your book, it's called Into the mm-hmm. Wilderness, is a series yes. of stories about what has happened to you in your priesthood. As a missionary. As That's a missionary. Right. Now, when, yes. when every single story, it's a life experience for me. It's a life experience. It is available on Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. I went to Amazon, and there is okay. an excerpt from the book. So if our listeners yeah. want to go to yeah. Amazon, they put in yeah. Called Into the Wilderness by, uh, let me spell your name for the listeners, Gabriel G-A-B-R-I-E-L and your last name is S-O-S-U and all they thank you all they have to do is put that in the book search feature click on it and the book will come up Gabriel I, I know that you have so many stories and you're so wonderful to talk with I want to thank you so much for sharing with us today Thank you. And thank you for being my guest. It's a pleasure to talk with you. It's a pleasure. You make tears come to my eyes. I love it. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you. God bless you. Our time is up, and we'd like to thank you for yours. Remember, pick up a good book and read. Read.